read the first eight verses. Anybody need to do anything? Are you, are you glad you say? First Samuel chapter 30, verse number 1, the Bible says, And it came to pass when David and his men were come to Ziklag on the third day that the Amalekites that had invaded the south and Ziklag and smitten Ziklag and burned it with fire and had taken the women captives that were therein. They slew not any, either great or small, but carried them away and went on their way. So David and his men came to the city and behold, it was burned with fire and their wives and their sons and their daughters were taken captive. Then David and the people that were with him lifted up their voice and wept until they had no more power to weep. What a sorrowful time. Verse number five. And David's two wives were taken captive. Ahinoam, the Jezreelitess, and Abigail, the wife of Nabal, the Carmelite. And David was greatly distressed, for the people spake of stoning him, because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and for his daughters. But, God, but David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. <laughs> You ever thought about just sometimes you need to stir yourself up? Amen. Paul said it like this when he's brought before them Jews that is accusing him. He said, I think myself happy. And in other words, you can think yourself into a happy spell. <laughs> Woo! That's right. Just go to thinking what he's done this week. You can think yourself into a happy spell. Amen. Verse 7. And David sent to Abiathar, the priest, and Himelech's son, I pray thee, bring me hither the ephod. And Abiathar brought thither the ephod to David. And David inquired at the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue after this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him, Pursue, for thou shalt surely overtake them, and without fail recover all. Father, we love you today and pray you'd help me to preach. Help me to mind you, Lord, be sensitive to the Holy Ghost. I pray, God, that you bind Satan, the devil, and the demons of hell. Allow us, God, the privilege. I want to be the vessel, God, that you could preach through, Lord. I pray, God, for souls that's in here, that, Lord, you'd give us that physical, that mental, that spiritual touch that we can't, we can't face tomorrow without. I pray right now, Lord, that we'd make ourselves obedient and susceptible to every word that you send out of glory. I pray that we'd receive it in our heart, that the Holy Ghost would drive it down in the depths of our soul, that we'd leave out of here changed and transformed and better and closer to you, Lord. We pray, dear God, if there's somebody in this place standing at the crossroads, not knowing which way they're going to go, I pray they'd always turn right and go straight. I pray there'd be never be anybody to get out and head toward the far country. I pray, Lord, anybody that's in here shaking, I pray, dear God, you put them on solid ground. I pray if there's anybody in here Lord starving that you'd feed them Lord and fill them up. I pray if there's anybody in here thirsting Lord that you'd satisfy the thirst and their soul. God may you get glory out of everything that goes on. We love you and we praise you for all that you do. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. You can be seated. If the Lord help me tonight because I sure can't do it with that. If the Lord help me I want to preach on this thought fight or flight. Fight or flight. If you look at that word up, fight or flight response, it refers to a psychological reaction that occurs when you come into the presence of something that is physically, mentally, or in our case, spiritually dangerous. You decide then whether you're going to flee or you're going to stand and fight. And so David is trying to figure out here, I believe he's, he's telling us that we need to fight. And he's asking the Lord, according to the verse that I read to you, in your hearing, here's what he asked the Lord. And so David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue this truth? Shall I fight or shall I flee? I'm going to tell you, it's time to fight, church. Can anybody say amen? 
Hey man, Paul said, Hey man, right, uh, right into that book of Jude. Uh, hey man, he's Jude, he's right into that Jude, right into that church. Uh, uh, that little man out there in that little island. Uh, and he said this. Uh, he said, When I wanted to write unto you the common salvation, it was needful that I write unto you to contend uh, for the faith. Here's what Paul said. He said, I fought a good fight. I fit. Hey, I'm not a good fighter, maybe, but I'm in a good fight. Hallelujah. Thank God they could fight or they could flee. Uh, way of introduction. Think about this just for a minute. I'm just going to share this thought that's on my heart and let it nestle down in your heart. Pray God will help you to do something with it. Look what the Bible says. Notice the timing of this attack. If you read chapter 29 and you read chapter 30, it bring you to a place to see the timing of this attack. It was a, it, the timing of the attack. It was planned when David was weary. He was wore out. He was hiding out. He was wore out. And, and he didn't know which side to take. There was the Philistine crowd who had made him feel welcome. Even though they knew that he was the one that killed their champion Goliath, they, they still made him feel welcome over here in the Philistine country. He's weary. But isn't that the way it is in our case? Most of the time, the timing of the attack. The devil always comes against you, against your church, and against your home, and against your family when you are weary and wore out. Sometimes it's physical weariness. Sometimes it's just weariness from being in a spiritual fight. But think about this. The timing of this it was when he was weary. Fight on the saints of God. Hey man, don't be weary and well doing. Paul tried, hey, right to that church of Galatia. He said, be not weary and well doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. That word there, faint, means to fall by the wayside. It means to fall back or to fall out. I don't want to fall by the wayside. I don't want to fall back. And I sure don't want to fall out. I want to stay in the fight. Hey, saints of God, don't be weary. Thank God and will do it. Keep fighting the good fight of faith. Fight on. Contend for the faith. Here's what the Bible said in 2 Samuel chapter 23 and verse number 10. The Bible says he arose. That man was standing for his little patch of ground. He arose and smote the Philistine until his hand was weary and his hand clave under the sword and the, sword, and the Lord wrought a great victory that day. He was weary in his sword I don't know about y'all, but there's times in my life that I feel like I can't even hold on to the sword of the Word of God. Hey, the Bible says that it cleave unto his hand. You couldn't tell where the sword started and where the hand stopped. I mean, when you can't do nothing but just sling your arm, thank God, thank God, just sling on, just fight on. It's, it's worth fighting for. Your kids are depending on it. Your grandbabies are depending on it. I think what kept him fighting is he looked back in the cave and see his wife and see his kids and see what God had gave him. And he said, I can't quit. I, I might be weary and I feel like dropping it, but God will help me. I'll just, because the Bible says the Lord wrought a great victory. I say amen. He was weary. Sometimes, saints of God, you get weary in well-doing. Sometimes you get weary, in other words, in your steadfastness. Sometimes you're weary in your sword. But I'm going to tell you the truth. Most of us in here are weary from sorrow. I was reading about that text over there in Luke chapter number 7. And in fact, that is why in chapter number 30 that they wanted to stone them. Isn't that what the Bible says? 
they were greatly distressed because of, and the people spake of stoning because the soul of all the people was grieved. You know what you'll end up doing when grief hits you, when sorrow gets you, you you'll begin to turn on the very people that's been for you. So you turn on the people who took you in. That you'll turn. God have mercy. Hey, you'll turn on people who's been there for you. I, I, y'all heard me tell it. I remember I had this little dog, Blackie, and I, I could roll on that dog. I could punch that dog. I was just a little kid. I could pull that dog's ears. I could ride on his back. His old Labrador mix. Oh, uh, one of them sooner dogs. And that thing got hit. And as soon as it got hit, it tried to bite me. When it was hurt, it bit the very one he loved. And that's what's happening. This crowd is turning on David. Why? Because the weary in their sorrow. That woman in Nahum, she's done a widow. Now she's lost her son. And she's headed out. And she's got a crowd with her. And they're going to place that coffin, that buyer in the ground. But Jesus, according to the length that it would have took him to get where they were, that kid had died. And according to the sun and according to the temperature of that day, you had to bury the body quick. It had to be that day. And he was able, Jesus was able to get to where she was before they put the coffin in the ground. He was walking in the flesh. Amen. The disciples was with him. He would have had to start out, Brother Linder, before he ever died. Ain't you glad God knew you was going to lose that loved one? He knew sorrow was going to hit your home. He knew the sadness that was going to strike your heart. He knew the grief that was going to set in on your life. But hallelujah, church, church, don't get weary in your swordmanship. Don't get weary in your steadfastness. And for God's sake, don't get weary in your sorrow. Thank God, hallelujah. Notice the timing of the attack. But then notice the tactic of the attack. Here's what they're going to do. Notice what the Bible said. It was performed not when, not just when David was weary, but it was when David was wandering. That's what will happen. Have y'all ever watched, and y'all have heard me say it, have y'all ever, any, anybody my age or older, y'all remember watching Mutual of Omaha Animal Kingdom shows. Y'all remember watching that? Man, I, I used to love watching that. And uh, that's the only time I got a little bit of break from everything else Daddy made us watch. And so I could watch that Omaha, and I'd watch all them, and it was amazing. You could see them lions rub noses with their prey. Them old antelope would get so comfortable, that lion would slowly work in among that crowd and, and just get the young or the sickly separated from the main flock and it'd put a little more distance and put a little more distance and you'd see them rub noses with their prey. They got comfortable hanging around what was after them and just when they got comfortable, that lion would snatch them and take them down. Hey church, hey listen to me young people, listen to me those of you that's weary, listen to me those of you that's been wounded, listen to me those of you that's wandering out into the wickedness of this world, the Devil. He's like a roaring lion and he wants to separate you from the flock, from the church of God. He wants to pull you away. He wants to separate you. Are y'all listening? And before long, you'll get comfortable being wayward and he'll snatch you and wreck your life. That's exactly what's happened to David. Instead of taking refuge back around the people of God and the house of God, he has taken refuge at the, in the Philistine territory. In fact, 
he's going to get so bad, Brother Linder, that he's going to be willing to join the Philistines and fight his own people. This is what will happen. Notice the tactic. Hey, man, this is what the devil will do. He'll try to get you to turn against your own church members. I feel like preaching right there. Are y'all with me? I mean, I'm telling you, he'll, he'll do his, we ought to be fighting. Amen. Great God. We ought to be, Brother Linder, help me out. Stand up for a minute. We ought to be like this, back to back. It ought to be fight. We, and when I turn this way, oh, Brother Linder, and when I go this way, Brother, uh, what do we do? I ain't going to stab him. I'm a fighting the enemy. Amen. Thank you, Brother Linder. I'm going to fight the enemy. I'm going to lean on him. He's going to lean on me. He's going to look out for my back. I'm going to watch his back. I'm not going to stab him in the back. I ain't going to talk about him behind his back. <laughs> Amen, preacher. Amen. You got to watch the devil. His tactics are the same. He wants to turn you one against the other. He'll do that to husband and wife. You know I'm right. Say amen. I mean, y'all be going on hunky dory. I mean, serving God, shouting the victory. I mean, just, I mean, after service we had this morning, I dare say there's people in here tonight that fussed on the way home. Amen. Y'all know I'm right. Amen. I'm going to tell you, God said don't quit. Keep fighting. The timing, the tactic, it's just better off. It's better off if you're willing to fight. It's better off for you to fight. I pray you remember all the blessings and all the necessities of you fighting. For God's sake, don't quit fighting. Hey, fight. Why, preacher? Notice this. They're fighting because of the villain. What, what's happening? What's happening here is the Amalekites are coming up against, amen, the Amalekites are coming up against the people. And he says, listen, we ought to fight because the Amalekites are always a type of the flesh. You remember when they come out of Egypt and Joshua's down there in the valley and Moses is up on the mountain and they, somebody that's lifted his hands. That's a picture of Calvary if I ever seen one. You'll win the victory in the valley because of somebody that's got his hands lifted on the mountain. Somebody say, whoa, amen, hallelujah, amen. Hey, amen, he was lifted, his hands was lifted by another. Ain't you glad Jesus laid his life down? He was lifted up on Calvary by the arms of another, amen. And down there in Exodus chapter 17, verse 14, look what he said. The Lord told Moses to write down some things. Record the history and rehearse it in the ears of Joshua. One day, Joshua is going to take up your mantle. So write this down. The Lord said unto Moses, write this for a memorial in a book. Rehearse it in the ears of Joshua. For I will utterly put out the remembrance of Amalek from under heaven. And Moses built an altar and called the name of the Jehovah Nishi. That is, hey, I'm glad he's on my side and fighting my battles. Amen. He's my banner. Amen. And he said, because the Lord has sworn, listen to this, that the Lord will have war with Amalek from generation to generation. The timing of the attack. The tactic of, hey, he's always after you. He's always going to seek to destroy you. And you ought to fight because of the villain. You ought to fight because the flesh is always against you. The world is always against you. And the devil is always against you. Amen. You ought to fight because of the violence. They sought to steal, 
to kill and destroy. Look in your text. Here's what the Bible says, the latter part of verse 1. And said they, they smote Ziklag, they'd smitten Ziklag and burned it with fire and had taken the women's captive and they, that, that were therein. They slew not any, either great or small, but they carried them away and went on their way. So David and his men came to the city and behold it was burned with fire and their wives and their sons and their daughters were taken, taken captive. While, 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 while David is weary, while David is wandering, while David is hanging around the wicked, the enemy, the villain, the flesh, the world, Satan, amen, the adversary has come again against David. Are y'all listening to this preacher? Amen. And the violence is they've sought to do what the devil's always sought to do, steal, kill, and destroy. He wants to steal your girls, young ladies. He wants to take every one of these girls and take all of their purity, amen, and throw it in a trash can. He wants to take all these boys and all their purity and throw it in a trash can. He wants to ruin your little girl before she ever gets married. He wants to ruin your boys. He wants your boys to get hooked on, on the dope and find themselves OD. They want, they want your kids to be killed. They want your kids to be stolen. They want your kids to be destroyed. They want your church to be destroyed. They want your community to be destroyed. They want you as a couple to be destroyed. They want everything you care about to be destroyed. And it's up to you, mamas and daddy, to realize he's got the same tactics. He pulls the same timing. And God help me, I'm not going to be a traitor to God's people and to God's house and to the things of God. I say hallelujah. Let's fight because the villain's the same. Let's fight because he's still violent. And we've got to stand for truth. Amen. Number three, not only do you fight because of the violence, but trying to steal, kill, and destroy. Not only do you fight because of the villain, Amalek, Satan, the world's always after you people. But notice this, notice this. They fight because of the victory. Look what the Bible says. It's what he said in verse number eight. David sought God. Look what David said in verse seven. David said to my father, priest, and Ahimelech's son, I pray thee, bring me hither the infar. And Abiathar brought thither the infant David and David inquired at the Lord Woo, hey, all caps saying shall I pursue after this troop shall I overtake them and he answered him pursue and thou shalt surely overtake them notice this and without fail recover all church you know why you should fight because he, he is the victory according to first John chapter number 5 that he is the victory that overcometh this world but not only is Jesus the victory and faith in him lets us overcome the world but thank God he giveth us the victory thank God because of promised victory he said I'm going to fight because of the villain I'm going to fight that's trying to steal my wife and my kids and my daughters so I'm going 
going to fight. You know what, mom and daddy, if you ever wanted a reason why you should stay in church, why you should read your Bible, why you should pray, why you should stay in the fight, it's because you're youngest. It's because what the devil is trying to do against you. But it's because of victory. Hey, we have victory. The death don't have victory. The grave don't have victory. It went from the grave to glory. It went from death to the deliverer. You can have victory. You can live in victory. You've been promised victory. David smote them. Verse number 17, if you just keep on reading. Here's what the Bible says. David smote them from the twilight even unto the evening of the next day. And there escaped not a man of them, <laughs> save 400 young men which rode upon camels and fled. Hey, man, you know what camels are in the Bible, don't you? That's a picture of grace. God even has grace on some old devils. <laughs> Whoa, that helps me because I was one of it one time. Amen. Hey, man, let grace take them off. Amen. Notice the Bible said in verse 18, and David recovered all. That's his victory that the Amalekites had carried away. Now, did y'all catch that? While he's praying, God's promised victory. And David said, I'm going to fight because of promised victory. He don't have it yet, but he's going out by faith. He's fighting by faith. Oh, my. I wish, thank, listen to me, church. We are winners. Brother, Brother Frank said it. I want to say it tonight. The gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. The church is going up. Hey, man, it's not going down. It's going out. <laughs> it's not folding in. Say amen. And David recovered everything that the Amalekites had carried away. David rescued his two wives. And there was nothing lacking to them, neither small nor great. Watch this. Neither sons nor daughters, neither spoil, nor anything that they had taken to them. David recovered it all. Verse 20, God gave him some to boot. And verse 20, David took the flocks and the herds and drave before the other cattle and said, this is David's fall. You know what? That makes me want to read Romans chapter 8. Hey, there's nothing going to separate us from the love of God. Hey, man, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not the flesh, but the Spirit, for the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made us free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, and that it was weak to the flesh. God sending his own Son in like the sinful flesh, and for sin condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us. Amen. To be carnal minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Hate shall principalities, shall no things to come, shall height nor depth, nor any other creature be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And who can, who can come against you if God's for you? Who can be against you? It's God's justified you. Who can't condemn you? Hey, church, it's looking pretty good. We've got promised victory. I say hallelujah. Somebody bring me a saddle. Hallelujah. We've been blessed. Amen. Woo, hallelujah. Listen to me, neighbor. Hey, Jesus is fighting for you. The battle's the Lord's. Victory's yours. You are overcomers. Amen, that's what the Bible says without a shadow of a doubt. You say, preacher, why do you love church? Because I get reminded, thank God, of that wicked villain. I get reminded of the ungodly violence. And I get reminded of the victory down at the house of God. I like it when the Lord shows up. 
Hey, man, when the Lord shows up, there'll be a freshness in the scriptures. That's Mark chapter 1, verse 21 through 28. There'll be a fight with Satan. <laughs> there'll be freedom from sin. Amen. There'll be a fame for the Savior, and there'll be a furtherance of service. Everybody who ain't serving God wants to get in on it when God shows up. You say, preacher, you don't understand. It's got plum foggy. We can't see nothing. I mean, we just can't even see our way to keep fighting. Just fight on church. Just trust on church. It's all right. You'll get a clear signal. I was reading one day about that bottle of Waterloo in 1815. And brother, I think it was in Belgium, if I got my notes right, the Duke of Wellington was going out against old Bonaparte. He was leading the French, and that Duke of Wellington was leading the British. Amen. And they got out yonder, and the Wellington, amen, he had, he had won the battle. And so they're sending the, the signal one word at a time and, and, and on the shoreline. And, and they're letting them know good news. The first word was Wellington. And then the second word was defeated. And then the fog set in. Everybody got depressed. Everybody got discouraged. It went all the way to the other side of Britain. Hey man, but when the fog cleared, hey man, the next word came across that said Wellington defeated. Napoleon, amen. He wasn't defeated. He did the defeating. Church, it might seem like the fog set in. It might look like it's not going our way. But can I say fight on? Fight on, church. Hey, we've got victory. Hallelujah promise to us. I got to reading one day about old Elisha. Now, you, I love Elisha. First Kings 19, 21. I love Elisha. Oh, Elijah's getting sent over there. He's going to tap Elisha. Elisha's going to follow in Elijah's footsteps. And what happens in the last verse of his calling, here's what happens. And he returned back from Elijah, Elisha did, and he took a yoke of oxen, that's the one he was plowing with, and he slew them. And he boiled their flesh with the instruments of the oxen and gave to the people and they did eat. And he arose and went after Elijah. You say, preacher, what's the big deal about that? I'll tell you what the big deal is. He was burning the bridges behind him. He was making sure there was nothing to go back to. Here, here's the, the ox he was plowing with. He made T-bone steaks out of and fed everybody and used a yoke that he plowed with and used it as the firewood to roast the meat. He burnt the bridges behind him. Amen. Old Julius Caesar, he landed on the shores of Britain with all his Roman legionnaires. And as soon as he landed, he took them up on, the, on top of the cliff and he had them turn around, look, at the, look off the cliff, and he looked out there all those Roman ships and he had burned them. In other words there wasn't no escape. There was no retreat. He said all the choice you have is to fight for and win this fight. And that's exactly what they did. Hey church God may be, he may with everything going on, he might just be burning your bridges. He might just be burning your boats. He might just get you to realize there ain't nothing worth looking back. There ain't nothing to retreat with. It's time to dig in and fight on and I say amen. Here, church, we have in 1 Samuel 30 the key to fight and not flight. He wasn't going to fight unless God told him to fight. We've been told numerous times in the New Testament that we're to fight on. 
we're told in the Bible that we're to find on why, preacher, because it ain't changed a bit, Brother James. Their villain's still the same, the violence still the same, and thank God the victory's still the same. Amen. Thank God. We, we need to fight on. Get everything. You say, preach, I've had them come to me. I said, well, preacher, you know, God told me to, that I need to leave. Uh, I need to quit hanging around this crowd, and uh, I don't realize, I, I can't realize why none of them would go with me and serve God. And uh, I, don't, I don't know why they all turned their back. Maybe God's burning your bridges. He's going to give you better friends in the house of God. I don't know what it is in your life, but I can tell you this. God ain't against you. He's for you. He's promised you victory. And the devil is out for violence. And he ain't changed his colors. He's still wicked. He's still a deceiver. He ain't your buddy. He ain't your friend. The world don't have what you need. The flesh is not coming on your side. It's against you. You've got an inside you've got a traitor living on the inside of your camp called your stinking flesh. God help us. One day we're going to drop this vile body and it's going to be changed like in this glorious body. Whoa! I say hallelujah. Let's all stand heads bow and eyes closed. Thank God for fight and not flight.